Hello, hello, welcome back to a Bad Bitties Healing Corner. It's me, Tamara. <laughs> welcome to the final episode of season one. It hasn't been a long season, y'all, but I just feel like I'm more focused on this podcast, and I'm really supposed to be more focused on my other project, which I still cannot tell y'all about yet. Anyway, on this episode of the podcast, I really want to talk about my story um, to the fullest, Um, and I'm nervous about it. But I want to tell the story because in season two, it's going to be so different. I'm so excited for season two, too. Like, y'all should be excited as well. Like, I'm going to do videos with it, and I'm going to have guests on there. And I'm just so excited for season two, but I cannot focus on it right now. I'm still going to be recording podcasts, but I will not be uploading as much. I won't be worried about the other things that goes into a podcast which is actually a lot y'all like I feel like the fact that y'all fucking with this podcast in season one means so much to me I feel like I've said this in a couple other episodes but it takes so much to do a podcast it's not annoying but it is a lot especially if I want my podcast to be that girl you know it takes a lot and I just cannot focus on it right now with the other things that I'm doing. Excuse this rattling, y'all. I'm in my bed. (laughs) Dedication. I am in my bed doing this podcast. So anyway, let's just hop into my story. So my name is Tamara. Okay, your girl is in her 30s. And um, life was not always peaches and rainbows for me. Okay, I feel like I've struggled with so much. And it has affected who I am today the only reason I'm telling this story is because I'm spiraling right now uh life is not in shambles like I still consider my life to be a good life but I'm kind of spiraling right now and I always spiral when I'm getting close to my next successful moment so story time I'm nervous y'all in 2020 y'all I decided that it was a lovely idea to just drop my now ex-fiance and I'm really scared to talk about this because his friends listen to this but I don't care I feel like it's time for me to talk about it too because the stuff that's happened in my life I kind of just when things happen in my life I just let it go like I accept that I'm possibly going to be talked about like I just don't care I do care, but not enough to, like, fix it because how I live my life is, like, people are going to talk about you no matter what, and I'm not about to explain myself to somebody who's stuck on misunderstanding me. Um, Also, I'm a heavy believer of disregard the wicked and unnecessary. Like, I don't know. I just don't want to get into that. (laughs) Like, you want to talk about me regardless? Just talk about me. But anyway, I decided it was a great idea to leave my ex-fiance And um, it was hard because at the time I was very dependent on this man. I grew up thinking that my partner should be somebody who can take care of me and should have this great image and stuff like that, not realizing that I am the type of person who likes to take care of myself. Like, do I want help in life? Yes, that would be great. I don't have a problem now asking for help. I used to, but I don't have a problem now asking for help. But there also is a gratitude of doing things myself because I learn lessons when I do things myself. People don't really like to hear that, which is weird. Um, When men hear that, they feel offended or intimidated by that. And then when women hear that, they're just like, oh, you got trauma and stuff. And I'm like, yes, I do. But whether the trauma is gone or not, I still like doing stuff on my own. Like, I won't know if I don't do it on my own. Anyway, so yeah, I was heavily dependent on this man, decided to leave him, and honestly, to other people, he was like a great man. He was good to me, like he took me, our first date was a vacation to the Bahamas, and I was like, for real? And then our second major date, he took me to Mexico. (laughs) What? And... These are big dates. There were dates in between. And 
um, he asked me to marry him and stuff like that, and it was great, but just being dependent on him was not okay. We went to therapy and everything like that, and when I wanted to do my own thing, that's the thing, I wanted to do my own thing with this man, and I just felt like I couldn't. And maybe it was one of those I cared about what people think. At the time, I was a people pleaser and stuff like that. But I knew I wasn't going to get rid of this, whatever I had going on, with someone. I'm not going to say him, just with someone. And I'm realizing that now, like, as I go through stuff, I can't really be fucking with people. Okay? I don't know. I just can't. I'm telling this story also because I feel like I'm not the only one out here like this and when I tell the story to other women they really be getting it I I don't know I really don't know it's people be getting it so I'm like okay maybe I should tell more people because the way they be gassing me up when I'm talking about this I'm like okay maybe this was a good decision I don't know <clears throat> also I like to talk to people so if you want to talk about this like I said you can hit me up on Instagram if you know me personally you can talk about it in person um those are the only ways I would like to talk to people right now. <laughs> so that's it. Instagram is at the Sustainable Vegan LLC. Okay, you can just hit me the fuck up and talk about it. And don't be rude either, okay? Don't be rude about my story, okay? It's my story. It happened. It's not going to change. So just come up, come with the, <laughs> come to me with kindness, okay? Okay? This is a raw podcast. I'm not editing it. Nothing like that. So another reason I'm nervous. <clears throat> anyway, so I left him, and this is where it gets rocky, y'all. I was on my shift. I was like, okay, I'm going to be great. Like, blase, blase, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm just going to focus on myself and then start my business. And that's what I did. I started my business. <clears throat> I became a health and wellness coach, um, you know, wrote the book and stuff like that. But the stuff in between, y'all, as soon as I decided, like, okay, I'm going to be a healthy girl, I'm going to be a happy girl, I'm going to be a baddie girl, like, I'm going to heal Blase, blase, another man entered my fucking life. And I always like to say, I fell into the arms of another man. Not okay, not okay. I didn't even heal fully and I just fell into the arms of another man. And this man was a whole narcissist. Now, if you don't know what a narcissist is, I highly recommend you look it up. Ladies, specifically y'all, because I am a woman, you know, I would like y'all to look up a narcissist because a woman can be a narcissist too, okay? If men are listening to this, y'all should look it up too. But speaking for the females, because I am a female and this happened to me, you know, a man did it. But women can be narcissists, okay? I can talk about that later. I know a woman narcissist. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> I did not know what a narcissist was, so I'm just like, oh my god, yay. Narcissists start off by love bombing you, okay? And again, I was a people pleaser, and I did not know at the time, but my confidence was not at 100. I thought that I was confident, but it was not at 100. Like, I had so much love to give myself because the way I was giving this man love was the way that I feel like I should have been giving myself love. Like, y'all. I was paying all the bills, like, all the bills. Like, this man basically had a fucking sugar mama. And I didn't pay attention to it much because I was like, oh, I'm making money. Like, I'm on my way to success, blah, blah, blah. Like I told you, health and wellness coach. I was on my way to getting my personal training license. Um, I was still hustling because I wasn't big at the time. Like, and I'm still not big, but, hey, I'm somewhere. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I was still bartending and making a crazy amount of money at this job that I had. Like, it looks ridiculous now that I'm thinking about it. And, um, writing my book, okay? It's all going line up. So I'm paying all the bills, and he's staying with me. I'm being very honest about this. He's staying with me while I'm still staying with my ex-fiance because this person, his area that he was living in was not hot. Now, at the time, we was not having sex or anything like that, just people pleaser. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'm still like this, but to a certain extent now. Like, if I have it and I feel as though I can help, I will. That's something that I actually want to do in life once I, get to, yeah, once I get more successful. Like, once I get a good amount of money where I can give it away, I want to start donating and creating 
donations and stuff like that. So you see where I am? Like, I just like, oh, okay, well, you can just stay with me. My I asked my ex-fiance, and he was like, yeah. But then he quickly regretted that and did not like it. But I was like, uh, he kind of here. I regretted it too. So I'm like, I'm walking on eggshells because if y'all argue, that's one thing about me that whole time. I was like, if y'all start arguing over me, I'm not the type of girl to find that shit cute. I'm just going to dip out. Like, <laughs> y'all just going to have to figure that the fuck out. Like, especially if we had an arrangement or something. I don't know. Maybe that's not good. It'll never happen to me again because I have learned, like, I'm not about to let anybody stay with me. Like, please figure it out. I'm sorry. Maybe that'll change later, but right now, no. Anyway, so we all stay in a shack up in this house or whatever like that. My ex-fiance, rightfully so, was like, all right, we all got to move out. And I was like, all right, bet. But again, I was still like, I don't know, I was still dependent on my ex-fiance because I was like, okay, well, this is easy for me right now. We all living together. I'm figuring my shit out. And that's what I originally told him. Like, I would like to figure my shit out and then we can move out. But I didn't argue with him about him wanting to move out because at the same time, I also respected his decision. Like, I get this may be hard for you. Because what I didn't know is that he was still in love with me. Like, oh, okay, cool, that makes sense. Like, but I only had a week to find a place to stay, and I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, oh, I was so scared. And it was so scary, y'all, because I was looking everywhere, Facebook, going out to these places and stuff like that, and it was just a lot. And Craigslist on fucking Craigslist. I didn't even know they sold places on Craigslist, but I was like, okay, like, I only got a week to find a place to stay so this is an option i'm gonna use it if it don't work out cool but y'all it was so fucking scary on there like i had people on there being like okay because i was moving out with the narcissist who i didn't still know was a narcissist but i was just like okay this is easy because he was starting a business too so i was like okay this is great we're just gonna live together we can do our separate things start a business blah 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 it gets messier but um trying to keep it cute and in order okay so whatever on craigslist i'm like okay well i'm looking for a place to stay and these are men okay most men were on there selling their places and i'm like oh okay cool they would be like okay well you can come and i'd be like okay is it cool if i have a roommate that i would like to come with me be like oh no just you and i'm like mm, that's weird or like some would be like woman only and i'm like my first thought was like, you are going to rape me and I am going to sign something that literally says, hey, I, I live here so you can rape me. Hell no. Hell to no. I had one guy who was consistent. Like, do you want to come? Do you want to come? Do you? After I said no, like, sir, you are weird. And I'm just, ladies, do not fucking look for a place on Craigslist, okay? That is my advice to you. It's scary out here. If you found one on Craigslist, cool. But in my opinion, no. The men are out here just being fucking weird on Craigslist. Like, if you buy an object, cool. But a place to stay, hell to no. Maybe it's just in my area. And I'm not about to tell y'all where I live at. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> anyway, so it's like the second day before I have to, like, move out. I'm also thinking this is the second day before I find out that I'm about to be a homeless ass chick. Like, and I am like scared because I cannot move back with my family because they are toxic to me. So I'm just like, I'm really about to struggle. And this whole time I'm thinking like, I'm going to have my Drake moment started from the bottom down we here. Cause I literally was listening to that in the shower. Like, ooh, you just gotta get through the, you gotta get through it. Anyway, second day and this lady on Facebook tells me that she has a place that I can stay in and it's in the area that I want it to be in like it, it, it was so cute like I really like that place did I like staying with the person I stayed with no and the thing is I actually found a place to stay but it wasn't going to be ready until a month later so I'm looking for a temp home that way I'm not asked out on the street for a month I think I should I should say that so had a place to stay um and I found that the week that um my ex-fiance was like, I want to leave. But for that whole remainder of the week, I had to find a place to stay to fill in that gap of the month, okay? So anyway, two days before, this lady hits me up. She's like, yeah, you can stay here. And I'm like, all right, cool. She says, the roommate can stay there. All right, cool. He did 
the roommate did pitch in a little bit for the apartment. So, you know, I wasn't paying for everything the whole time. But and still at this time, I'm still going to work and I am hustling and I'm like not crying at work. There was a day I did cry at work. And I remember I was making this lady like a blue crush and I was just crying. She was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, like I'm crying and making her drink. I'm like, I'm okay. Like, I just really need to cry right now. <laughs> this drink about to kill, but like listen just drink the shit i know you're gonna like it let me cross it's like and she tipped me and i was still crying she was she tipped me real well and i was still crying so your girl was going through it meanwhile the narcissist is not even with me helping me find a place to stay y'all this man trying to keep it cute this man is in a whole nother state living his best life and i'm texting him trying to call him and i'm just like um you want to help me? He's like, yeah, I'm helping you. And he really didn't help me. Like, I don't know if he was looking or what, but like, he was not really helping me. So, and honestly, y'all, if y'all followed me on my old page when I was the bougie vegan and not the sustainable vegan, y'all probably know and have seen them videos where I was literally crying, <laughs> talking to y'all. Like, the people that follow me now, I feel like I've met 90% of y'all. And if you listen to this, hey, I still remember y'all. I remember when we first met. Like, thank you for following me to this point. Thank you for listening and giving me kind words when I was crying during that time. Like, now you hearing everything because I was just like, I need to talk. But now you know everything. You about to know everything. Anyway, so found a place to stay. Again, if you was following, you remember I was real happy too. So I was like, yes, a bitch don't got to be homeless. Y'all remember when I was driving at U-Haul? Because that was my first time driving a big shit. And I was like, I'm in the fucking U-Haul, y'all. Like, yeah, we outside. We going to the new place. The temp home place. Anyway, so I moved into the temp home. And at this time, I'm like realizing like this man is not a good man. Okay, this is the narcissist. He's not a good man. His birthday comes around, I'm like, oh, and I love a birthday, so I spoiled him as much as I can, as much as I could for his birthday. I didn't go all out because I was like, yo, I'm literally about to drop stacks for this new place. Like, I dropped stacks for this temp home. I'm about to drop stacks for this next place and furniture and shit like that, and I'm buying all the food and stuff like that. Like, ah, boy, I'm basically your mother, like, at, to be honest, I'm basically your mother. Happy birthday. He loves his birthday. Um, then I started to realize, like, I'm buying all the food in this place. And at this moment, I had just graduated and became a health and wellness coach. So I'm, like, on one, starting a business, realizing stuff. Like, it's even crazy to talk about, y'all. And we had a roommate in that temp home, too. And honestly, now, he was my, my actual roommate. The narcissist. I'm trying not to use this man's name. He was telling me, like, oh, this roommate, he, the roommate that we had in that home, he's trash, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, really? Because he's, like, really nice to me, like, and stuff like that. I think he didn't like him because the roommate that was already in there, he was gay. I thought he was cool. Like, I didn't even care that he was gay. I didn't even know this man was gay. I just thought he was very cool. He was nice to me. And I always said, hello, good morning, blah, 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 blah. He kept it real cold in that house, but I didn't care because, you know, it's a thing called a blanket. I'm only here for a motherfucking month. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. Kept the kitchen clean. I kept it, you know. But they got into it a lot, and the narcissist was making it seem like it was him. But now that I'm out of the home, out of the situation, it wasn't my other roommate. It was actually the narcissist. Like, you just picking on this man, like, not okay. So, again, I'm walking on eggshells in the temp home, and I'm like, this is not the life I want to live. So it got to a point where I decided that I actually did not want to live with him anymore. Like, I started to trust my gut again. One thing about me, I'm very, I just know my intuition is just, like, on point, okay? I don't be listening to myself all the time. I was living in delusional Lulu land okay but I should have listened so anyway I come up to this man and I'm like I don't think we should do this and he's like Tamara please please don't do this to me right now and again my people pleasing ass was like oh I don't want to do this why would I do this because he told me I shouldn't do this like and I 
Sign that motherfucking lease. Okay? I signed that motherfucking lease. And if y'all thinking I'm just stupid, please hear me out. This man was giving me crazy good toxic dick. Ladies! I'm not saying excuse this, but this is a thing. And also, if you haven't experienced this, good. Don't experience this. Toxic dick is not good dick. Okay, let me actually say. (laughs) It's good dick. But it shouldn't be. (laughs) Toxic dick is not good dick because... Actually, no. Toxic dick feels great. Okay? I'm feeling great but it's manipulative dick there you go there you go so it's not good anyway lots of guys moving on we move into the place and i'm just starting to notice a lot of stuff like i would buy us food and he would eat it all and i'm just like yo like, and mind you, he wasn't working this whole time. Like, he would have gigs and stuff like that, but he wasn't, like, working the pit and money. So, eventually, he did get a job, but it was just, like, you not bringing in bank, my guy. Like, so, for me to buy all this food and you to eat it all, like, yo. And at that time, again, your girl is still, like, flowing in this money. Like, I am on the top of my game and stuff like that. But, you know... It don't matter how much money you got. When you see that shit being wasted, you just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? What did Cardi B say? Groceries are expensive. I'm spending $300 a week, y'all. And some people are like, what? But, like, I, I worked hard, so I can, spe- I can spend $300 a week. Like, can y'all see how angry I'm getting? And fl- I'm buying organic shit. I'm buying all the juices. I'm buying the vegetables to make the juices. Y'all, like, my... If you was to live with me, like... You wouldn't be doing what he did, but like, if you was a living with me, I don't mind doing cooking or whatever. I don't mind sharing, but like, do not eat everything. Like, I still got trauma from living with my family and buying stuff, and they would just eat all. Like, I do not like a chip monster. Do not eat all the chips that I bought. Does anyone understand? It's called a chip monster. Like, when I'm dating now, my partners. Because I love chips, it triggers the fuck out of me. Like, <laughs> I ain't going wild. Like, I'm the girl, I buy chips. I expect that chip to be in there for at least a good five days because I'm not a snack all it. It took me a while to pick out those chips in the grocery store. I want to fucking eat them. Share? Yes. But I would like to at least have two servings of my chips. Three, if you really fuck with your girl. I got off, I got off topic with the chips, whatever. He would just eat all the food and wouldn't say me no, wouldn't replace it, nothing like that, unless I literally would have to tell him, like, yo, you got to replace this. We'll use all of the soap. And I'm buying, like, it's not expensive, but it can be with more than one person. I'm buying, like, Dr. Bronner's. Also, excuse me, I'm shopping at a boutique store for my facial products and stuff like that. And I don't mind sharing my facial products, but do not have me twisted. Like, do not use it all and not replace it. Like, I was buying a toner that was like $80. Some people might be like, girl, but it's a very nice toner, okay? And I just bought some yesterday, y'all. I'm really excited. Like, I'm getting back on my shit. Like, sometimes you just gotta remember who the fuck you are, but that's for the end of the story. Anyway. <laughs> I hope y'all are listening to this, and ladies, if you are dealing with a narcissist and this is all sounding familiar, it's time to go, because this shit's gonna get worse. I haven't even gotten to the worst part yet, okay? So, because <clears throat> one day I bought this man, uh, I bought us vegan chicken tenders and donuts and fries and tots. It was just like a pig out day, because I had a great day at work. Um, and it was going to be a great week. Like, it was just a week of fucking money, okay? And he got so, and I sent him to go get it. And he got mad at me because I picked the donut that he wanted. But I'm like, bro, all these donuts look the fucking same. Got a whole attitude, didn't speak to me. And it just hit me like, yo, I'm paying for everything. And you get mad over a donut? Like, yo, this ain't okay. (laughs) So one thing about if I get mad, I just get quiet, 
for anything actually if i'm feeling some type of way i just get quiet because i'm like i need to deal i need to deal with this on my own before i come talk to somebody or whatever like that or find out if i even need to talk to you about it is it one of those just brush it off is it one of those i need to talk to you is it one of those i just need to get off like Sunday, right i need to deal with it so i'm just sitting here like i think i'm kind of tired of shit <laughs> another thing i wanted to point out i was really paying like i paid for this man to get a dentist appointment and it was not cheap yo it's a couple hundred i was like what am i doing i even thought to myself what am i doing but you know what my deluded ass was like good day <laughs> so dumb anyway it goes by i'm getting mad what threw me was like he ate the last of the fucking peanut butter and this was expensive as i'm sorry it was almond butter a super seed almond butter almonds chia seeds flax seeds hemp seeds you know it was the 13.99 jar of fucking almond butter organic too and it was so fucking delicious and i was like i'm gonna go home i'm gonna make the yogurt bowl after my hard day of working y'all like the place that i used to bartend at was literally like a concert place like all the time five bars in there and every one of them shits was busy all the fucking time i'm not gonna put it out there because me and that bar got beef but great bar okay so i was coming in with like money and stuff like that but like i just wanted my yogurt bowl okay and to eat a yogurt bowl at night is kind of crazy. So it's like, obviously I wanted that. It's not a norm to eat at night. And he just lied to me and was like, I bought that. I don't have to replace it. And I'm like, no, you didn't. The gaslighting that a narcissist can do is crazy. Because I really was thinking like, did you buy that? But I was like, no, how can I say this? Because I'm literally seeing this moment in my head. I reached for it. I was happy. I put it in the car. I talked to the lady who always thinks that I'm like 12 years old bitch <laughs> you know like i remember this it sent me through the roof and i was like you know what i gotta i gotta think of an escape plan because i was like should i just rock with this like i'm about to at this point i'm about to start writing my book the book is already written actually i what how would you say that i was just I was about to sign the contract. I was getting to a point where I could find somebody who can make the contract and I sign it and stuff like that and get that shit published. So I was like, okay, should I make this drastic move while I'm doing this? Like, it's just a fucking lie, okay? It is very easy to write a book, but to publish one, it could be a little difficult. So whatever. Moving on. Let me just get to the hard part, okay? Because it was a busy night at work. If you are a bartender, then you understand. It was a very busy night at work. I remember I made 1200 I think I made 1400 I don't know. I keep going back. I really think I made 1400 but I'd be saying 1200 just to keep it safe. But honestly, it doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm, like, terrified of being wrong. If I am, I am. But I really think I made $1,400 that night. And that was, like, the first night of me bartending where I actually had to, like, leave, go outside, and cry because they just kept fucking coming. They just kept fucking coming. And no offense to any white person that is listening to this, but, like, these were, like, those professional, uptight white people where if it's, like, I tell you no, y'all about to call the scene, and I'm going to get upset, and y'all don't want me upset because it's only one of me and a lot of y'all, and the police be getting called like a motherfucker, and what? Y'all about to look at me like I'm the motherfucking problem. Hell to the no. So I'm going to go outside and cry. But did I make that money? Yes. Now, the part that I would like the bartenders to understand, and other people too, when a bartender goes home and we tired, we normally don't go right to sleep, you know, because we just got to decompress all that stuff. Like, we're tired, we want to sit down, you know, maybe watch a little TV or something, and then fall asleep. But this night, uh, I just went home. I don't even think I took a shower. I think I just got in bed. Now, here's the crazy part. <clears throat> we're new to this apartment, me and the narcissist, right? I didn't even have a bed yet because I'm definitely one of them princess chicks where it's like the bed has to be right for the place. If I move to a new place, new bed, okay? I have, I don't have a bed yet. I have like the, I don't know what it's called anymore, but like the mat that you put down. Um, I hope this is this doesn't cause anything, but like Asian people be sleeping on it. Japanese futon type bed. That's what it really is. 
I don't want to mess up the game, but whatever. I'm sleeping on one of those. I actually, I don't even think I'm sleeping on one of those because it didn't come in the mail yet. I bought it. So while I'm thinking about my bed, I could sleep on that because I wasn't about to buy a bed to whatever. Anyway, I don't even think I got a bed yet. I'm sleeping on my yoga mat. Meanwhile, my man is living large in the next <laughs> room. Like, it was weird. I hope it don't sound like it's all him. Like, I feel as though I made some mistakes, too. Let me put that out. I feel like I made some mistakes, too, because I definitely knew I wasn't ready to jump into another situation. I definitely knew that situationships aren't for me. You know, they can be, but I don't know. I feel like as blunt as I am, it's still not being understood that I really just want a situationship. So now that I'm saying this out loud, I don't think situationships are for me. And it might not be for anybody, but whatever. I feel like I made a mistake there. And I probably should have stopped fucking this man a while ago. Actually, there ain't no probably. I shouldn't because I would have been out of the loop. And anyway, meanwhile, he is living nicely. Okay? Like, his room was amazing. Till this day, if I was to walk into this man's room, I would be like, yo, this room is fire. Like, pictures up, everything. My room was fire, too. But it's like, I don't know. I'm very chill. Like, I just make those things that your plants hang on the white ones uh i don't know what they're called and i don't really care right now but my room was cute it was giving very much peace like you were to come in there you probably want to start doing yoga everywhere i don't know but i didn't have a bed so i went to sleep on this fucking yoga mat <laughs> my tired struggling ass went to sleep on this yoga mat y'all this is hard for me to talk about so bear fucking with me i am sleep mouth open drooling everything ugly okay also, at this time, I'm going to the gym five times a week, okay? I'm tired. I'm not really struggling, but, like, you know, I'm just tired with my routine and everything like that. And I like my routine because it's like, I can just go to sleep. But that night, yes, your girl was sleeping good. I did not think to lock my door because why would I lock my door? <laughs> I trust you. This man busts into my room. I remember the sink was running in the outside bathroom, in the hallway. I hear, wake the fuck up. And did I wake the fuck up? No, because in my head, I'm like, boy, you got me fucked up. You know what I do. You know the money that I be bringing. Boy, didn't even turn around. Kept sleeping. Okay. I don't even think I opened my eyes. I just heard. And, you know, I could feel the light on. That's a thing. You could feel the light on. I felt that. He walks off. I'm like, okay, well, you just gonna leave the door open. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I kind of do, but I'm tired, baby. I'm sleeping. Sleep, sleep, Z, Z, Z's, okay? <laughs> so he comes in again, and he slams the door. I'm sorry, y'all. This is hard for me to talk about because I really blocked this because it was very traumatic for me. But I'm going to tell y'all what I really do remember. Yeah. So... He yanks me over. I'm looking at him crazy because I'm like, yo, I, I, to be real, yo, I kind of don't like you. I think I kind of hate you. So the fact that you interrupted my sleep, I kind of would like you to honestly just go, like, fuck off. <sighs> now, I skipped the part. At this time, he knows I'm done with the shit. I, I want to move out. I put my room up to either sublease that shit or have somebody take over my portion of the uh, lease. I should have mentioned that. This is hard for me to talk about, y'all. So he didn't like that. But at the same time, at this point, I didn't give a fuck. Like, my money is is going now. I'm, I'm checking my money. And, like, I'm making so much and it's being drained. Like, no. I wish I felt comfortable talking about my finances like I feel like when I talk about them that wrong people come to me but like y'all it was a lot of money that I was making a lot uh, I also forgot to say that I was also like selling my food if you've been following for a while you already know the sustainable vegan used to be out coming to a city near you like selling her juices and I made like raw soups and salads and stuff like that I didn't sell smoothies because fuck I look like carrying a blender outside like no but <laughs> Point is, your girl was making money. Saw my money depleting. I was like, I gotta go. I found roommates, um, this couple, and he was due to meet them the next day. Okay, so let's get back to where we were. 
he turns me over he's like give me the fucking information and he calls me a bitch and like that should be hurting my feelings when people call me a bitch i ain't gonna lie like like why do you why do you have to call me that was it that deep like you know my name tamara like come on (laughs) so i'm already looking at him like are you fucking serious like huh he's like give me information i'm like no and he's like he said something like i'm about to bang you in the face and i'm just like oh my god the exact words was going through my head like i'm gonna have to take these hits because i did not tell them i was going to give that information out okay i am loyal if i tell you i'm not going to i'm not gonna fucking do it i'm not gonna fucking do it if I tell you I might do it, I might do it. Like, I'm very uh, honest about shit. I know myself, but I'm not giving out the information because I wouldn't want somebody to give out my information. Point is, out of this whole situation, I was physically abused. Like, I don't think I really want to talk about how this man abused me, but he abused me, like, And to this day, I really think he did that shit because he was scared, like, what the fuck am I going to do without you? And I totally understand that. And I'm more so sad. I'd be disappointed about situations because I do understand a lot. Is it okay that he abused me? No. But it's like, you could have told me that you were scared. Like, and even if he's listening to this, like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, he could have just told me that he was scared. Like, I feel good because I'm not crying. But anyway... Long story short, after the abuse happened, I feel like it only stopped because I told him, like, I'm about to call the police. And I think I was going to, to be honest, I was actually going to just let this man keep beating on me because now I know how those movies be. Like, you really do tap out and you just wait for that shit to be done. Like, (laughs) And the thing is, like, I don't mind i don't like to but i will fight somebody but this one was just such a shocker because i never thought like this would be me getting beat up by a man like somebody that i was interested in like i told this man i loved him i don't know if i loved him or loved his dick to be honest but i told him i loved him like why would you do this to me ouch i remember screaming i was like ouch you're hurting me like why are you doing this? Not okay, dude. Not okay. Mm-mm. Anyway, so I get up and I leave this fucking apartment. And the thing is, he follows me to the door. It was so fucking creepy. Like, he followed me to the door. I'm thinking I got to get my car. And I'm crying on the way to my car because I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I failed in life. Like, everything that I had is just, like, gone. Like, can we get the trauma that I'm experiencing right now? Like... Everything that I have is gone, and I have to go back to my parents' house, and, like, the thing about a narcissist, they will try to cut you off from the people that love you. That way they can have you. Like, it's so fucking, it's a lot. Anyway, but I'm like, I might have to go, and I know my mother got a slick mouth. She can be like, I told you so. Like, thank you, girl. (laughs) Thank you, I'm spiraling. Thank you so much. Anyway, so I'm in the car and I'm crying. Like, I'm crying like the ladies on the movie where they put their hand on the wheel and their head's like, and I'm like, boo-hoo, ugly, crying. And I see all five police cars just come in front of me. I'm like, first of all, when did y'all get here? I must have been crying flood tears because I would have saw them red, white, and blue lights. What the fuck? I'm like, okay, well, shit. police officer I'm like okay what's going on he's like there's a wild man on the loose blah 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 blah. he's pretty dangerous so I was like I'm gonna just take my ass in the house like I'm more scared of what's going on here than I am of this man because he's scared of the police and all I gotta do is threaten the police so I go in my home I think he was still sitting in the living room I just walked past him because at this point I am so sick of this shit I realize that my life is possibly gone. I just do not have time. And one thing about me, oh, when I am mad, do not, do not play. If I'm mad or I feel like my feelings are hurt, just don't play with me no more. <laughs> don't even talk to me, okay? I will act like I do not know you. Fuck you, you're dead to me. Like, I think he was in the living room. 
I just went in my room and I went to sleep and I went to work the next day. And to be honest, what got me through all of that was listening to listening to Megan Thee Stallion, something for the hotties. Okay. And mind you, I had just signed my fucking book contract. So I was like, I cannot let this go. Like, I am about to be in Barnes and Nobles. Like, fuck out of here. No, I worked hard for this. When I was a little girl at four years old, I was writing books and I told myself one day that I will get my book into a store. This is my childhood dream. Fuck out of here. No. If you're still listening to this, thank you. But, um, so I'm going to work and I'm crying and my whole job is like, fake supportive i know now that these bitches did not hit my back because they were still plotting on me and everything like that that was horrible too i was just going through so much i have so much trust issues i had this one guy not that long ago was like i'm surprised you still talk to people to me like with the shit that you've been going through like uh it's hard it's so hard i have so much to tell you in this podcast i hope you listen to it i feel like this is a good season finale and a good inspirational story that you really can do anything you want and don't let shit stop you i really thought my life was over anyway so i'm trying to move out this place and you know i i did meet the couple and they were ready to buy this place and they were going through something too this couple was homeless i'm like oh you really need this place like I'm not, like, plotting on anything. Like, I'm trying to give them a good price because I'm also, like, yeah, you need a place to stay. I need a place to leave. Like, I need to leave here. Like, and another thing is I moved three times. Is it four? I moved four times in – I moved four times in one year. That's crazy. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to take a call. But I'm back, and like I said, I'm not editing this podcast afterwards. I actually don't even want to re-listen to this, but I want y'all to know where I came from and how I be moving and stuff like that. And also, it lets you know, like, the backstory of why I created this podcast, A Bad Bitty's Healing Journey, because when I was going through this whole situation, I was like, I know I'm about to come out hella stronger for this, and I did. Anyway... So, yes, I wasn't even going to call the police on this man because I don't know if this is bad or what, but if something happens to me, I'm just like, okay, I immediately got to get rid of this shit. The only reason I call is because one of my homegirls at the time was like, this is not okay, and I was talking to my mother about it because she is a businesswoman. Whether I like that chick or not, she is a businesswoman, and she basically was like, this is going to help you get out of the apartment that you are in with this man because, to be honest, and I don't like saying this because every time I make an accusation against a man, that shit always flips onto me being crazy. And maybe that's something that men just do, but if it is something that men do, like, please stop. Like, take accountability, please. Anyway, so... The real gag is, y'all, this man really tried to keep me in that apartment. And now I am more confident that I'm thinking the story through again that he really was scared. Like, what am I going to do without you? Because I don't think he's ever, like, lived on his own or anything like that. And I've never lived on my own until, like, now. But I don't know. Maybe it's different. My parents prepared me for this shit. Like, when you live on your own, like, you need to have enough to cover twice your rent. Um, and if you can have enough for the first four months, that'd be great. You know, stuff like that. Like, I I just don't know. But he also told me, like, he didn't have his half of the rent. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm not about to, what the fuck? I'm not going to be in here stuck in here paying all the rent. Like, it wasn't even a problem with the money. It's just like, I'm not about to pay for no, (laughs) I'm not about to pay for no man to stay with me. Like, fuck, I look like that just to me sounds I don't know, and please, y'all, please don't talk to me like this, but in my opinion, in this situation, and for situations forward, I'm not about to pay for you to stay here. I'm not about to pay for you to live with me. Fuck out of here. Like, what else are you contributing? Like, you have to contribute something else for me to be taking on all of this, you know. It should be a good give and take. Like, this, you just take it. Like, you about to just stay. And you not, and we not fucking no more. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That was kind of a joke. But yeah, um, so I go, 
and I tell my lease in the office, like, hey, I just was beat on and stuff like that. I already went to the um I already went to the courthouse and stuff like that. Was having the hardest time with that. We getting that later. But my main thing was the leasing office was not believing me. Like, I remember it was a time I was in there and I broke down crying. I was like, please, I really need help. Like, this man is mentally and physically abusing me. And it started to get mentally because I started to feel crazy. He started to tell everybody that I was fucking crazy. And, again, if you follow me on Instagram, it's probably still on there. If y'all scroll through my fucking reels, there is a video of me ugly ass boohoo crying. Like, also, y'all can see how fit I was then. <laughs> But, yes, there was a video of me boo crying. I think it's, like, three of them. And I put them on Instagram because I did not know what the fuck was going to happen to me. This man was scary. Okay, scary. He had everybody around me believing that I was fucking crazy and doubting me and stuff like this. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, if you can do that, you can really fuck up my whole life. Again, I was writing a book that was going to be in stores, like, that's all I was really worried about, too. Getting out of that house and <laughs> just doing my book. Like, please, please, please. Like, <laughs> I was staying in hotels. Um, I was tiptoeing, you know, around because he knew my car and stuff like that. And just It was a whole mess. Like, even people at work, he didn't even work with me. But when I was telling the story, they started to think I was crazy because the stories were crazy. Like, it was just crazy. I'm so sorry, y'all. <clears throat> I know this podcast is sounding a little blotchy, but I'm doing a lot. And I didn't expect this to be possibly an hour-long podcast. But anyway, long story short, I went to that the first court hearing, and he actually did not show up. And mind you, I'm terrified in there because I didn't know when you go to um, court for domestic violence, your name is like on a fucking screen. Maybe that's not everywhere, but for this, your name's on a screen and it says next to it why you're here. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like embarrassing for me. And I normally don't get like embarrassed. Like embarrassing things happen to me, but I don't get embarrassed to where it's like crippling. But I'm over here like, oh my God, like people know. Like, and then I'm like, okay, is there somebody else that I might know? And then I was also thinking like, oh my God, I'm regretting life. Like, and that's another, I don't like to live in regret. So the fact that I'm like regretting things is not okay for me. Like, <sighs> this is a lot. Anyway, and then his name is there just for the same thing. And I'm just like, oh my God, if people are here that know us, they just like, what the fuck happened? I'm thinking in my head, like, there's probably so many people out here, like, this dumbass bitch for fucking with this person so long. And then, you know, like I told you, a lot of people were thinking I was, like, crazy and that I'm lying and stuff like this. And, like, I was crying to a lot of people. Like, I am not lying. Like, I didn't even think I was hurt that bad. But when I went to go get checked up, the lady told me that I had, like, bruises. I ain't gonna lie. I'm one of them, like, I guess I was childish for this, but I did not think I could even bruise because I am a dark-skinned chick. Like, bruises got to be like, you getting beat by the strength of God for me. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. But apparently I was bruised up and I was just going outside like it wasn't shit. And I had internal bleeding and stuff like this. And I'm like, I, yo, (laughs) I can't even process what happened to me. You know what I mean? And y'all just thinking I'm crazy. Like, I just randomly went outside and was like, oh, okay, this happened. No. No, and I'm crying about this stuff too. And when the fuck did people even think of me as people may think I'm silly, you know, crazy in a silly way, but no one has ever thought that I was crazy. I didn't even think I was crazy. Like, it was just wow. Anyway, back to the court. I'm in there. I'm terrified. I don't even want to look behind me because I'm like, if this man is it, and when he is upset, like, he just gets so scary. Like, so scary. And I'm thinking about all the other stories that this man has told me in life that I will never tell anybody else because I really don't like to tell people's business, whether I fuck with you or not, whether I still fuck with you. I really don't like to tell people's business. It's not mine to tell. Um, yeah, but when he's upset, it's not cool, so I didn't turn around. Court got uh, changed to another date, okay? 
And the next day, I'm just, like, in my head, and I'm not staying at that place. Like, I'm sleeping on my mother's couch because the room that I had is just no longer mine anymore. That was a bummer, but I don't know why. I felt some type of way because I kind of did leave, and I was like, deuces, bitches, like, I'm out. But still, like, I don't know. I'd just be watching the movies where, like, kids go back to their parents' house, and they have a room. It's still there, and I thought mine was still, no. <laughs> anyway, the struggle... I don't have all of my plants with me, so I am, I guess, a crazy plant lady, so I'm feeling, like, out of place, out of pocket, like, the zen is not there, my mother is not one of them people that just believes in that stuff, so I'm just unfucking comfortable this whole time, but while I'm waiting for this next court date, I'm just like, it's hard, and I'm trying to find a representative, too, that was the hard part, that's something I actually want to talk about in this podcast, getting help as a domestic violence victim can be quite difficult like there's so many resources out there but it's just like for me I felt like I wasn't being heard um the person who I talked to I'm not gonna say the name of the company but I talked to some guy told him my whole story he's like oh I'll call you back he never called me back and it's like days before and I'm like okay it was kind of like how I was looking for a place to stay like I need some place to feel safe like I need somebody to advocate for me because I am terrified to go into this place and talk because I'm like it's going to fuck me up if this man really manipulates the judge like because if you manipulate yo you are a scary ass man if you can manipulate the judge like you manipulating everybody else around me you manipulate this bitch I, I might as well just become an alien and move in with them because <laughs> what the fuck Anyway, I find, oh, crying on Instagram, right, actually helped me. One of my childhood best friends hits me up, and she's like, oh, here's a place. But then I find out that she can't advocate for me. Like, she helped me out a lot, but she was not there to actually, like, speak for me. And I was like, yo. In between this time, I decided it was a great idea to talk to my abuser because I'm like, if they can't help me, I'm pretty good at having conversations with people, the uncomfortable conversations, because I don't care. Like, the conversation needs to be had in everything in life, like those uncomfortable conversations that people don't like to have, I have those conversations, because it's best to just talk about it than to just, yeah. Anyway, so, I go talk to this man, and the conversation just, this is very uncomfortable for me to talk about, because I don't tell a lot of people about this portion of the story but I go to talk to him and he's very sketch to talk about it because it doesn't matter he basically just like I'm not about to incriminate myself aka you know what the fuck you did you just not owning up to it (laughs) and I'm sitting on the other side like oh okay great um, I'm sorry, y'all, bear with me, because this is the part that I think I might cry about, because this was actually a stupid point in my life, and I felt well for this. Anyway, my main thought process of going back to this house was, I felt defeated, honestly, I was like, no one's listening to me, I feel crazy, life was better off when I was with this man. And I felt like, why not just go back? Like, you can just get through life. You can do this whole year in this apartment, and then when it's done, it's done. But, like, this might just be the sacrifice that you need to sacrifice so you can get your book done and get any place and stuff like that. So I go back. We have this conversation. I'm just like, okay, well, I guess things can work out. And I don't know how this happened. I think I blocked that part out. But basically, this man dragged me into the bathroom. And I forgot what he kept repeating to me. But it was fucking weird. And I think I was sitting on the sink. I remember I was by the sink. But I really think I was sitting on the sink. Actually, I was standing by the sink. Mad, arms folded and stuff like that. And he kept touching me and blah, 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 blah. And I felt uncomfortable. 
and um long story short we had sex and i'm like in this sex like it's good sex but it's given very much like on his end it's hate sex on my end it's giving very much like okay this can work out if i keep doing whatever making this man happy basically walking on eggshells again if i make this man happy everything will be okay but it wasn't until he said something to me he was like please don't fuck me over like please don't fuck me over he was saying that while fucking me and i'm just like oh my god like i i can't live this like i cannot live this like because it took me back to when he was like please don't do this and i'm like every time you say don't do this it's a fucking problem so fuck out of here um a, a girl loves to have sex but your sex is just not good for me sir um so the next morning um i went to the courthouse and i filed another one because i was just like i can't the second one I closed up, but I filed another one because I was like, this is still abuse. Like, this is emotional and physical abuse. And that's the part where I think, like, if he was to tell that part of the story, they'd be like, oh, my God, she's crazy. But after talking to people and being in therapy, that actually is not crazy. Like, and it sucks that a lot of females really just thought that I was the problem. But when you go through domestic violence, you actually have the moments where you go back to your abuser because you think everything is okay. And now that I went through it, I feel like that could be why because you feel as though you're just not getting the help and life is better when you have all your shit back. But what I also learned is <laughs> you can get everything back. Like another messy part of the story is like I finally got the protective order. I was so fucking happy, y'all. I crip walk out <laughs> baby when I walked out that courthouse I was doing a little shimmy I was dancing everything like people was looking at me like yes I had a lady was like yeah like yes beat that one yes went to the Lisa office and was like all right get me the fuck up out of here <sighs> had a little problem with that because my next apartment they wasn't trying to get me because apparently this man was still in the other one trying to like shack up and like and I'm like no take my name off the list like protective order like <laughs> I don't got shit to do with that. Y'all figure that shit out. Bitches got beat up for this. Come on, like, give me what I need, okay? <sighs> so I had a hard time moving out of that place. I had to leave everything there. I only went back to get my plants because those are my children. And even that was awkward because I had to go in there with police and he was sitting in the corner and I was terrified, terrified, okay? And even to this day, like, I'm still building back my life up. Like, I have a new place. Um, I have a new place. I have to get new, some still more stuff, like, essential stuff for my life. Like, my apartment is nice and comfortable and beautiful and stuff like that. But all the stuff that I have, like, I have to get a new workspace and everything like that. Um it's just a lot it's just a lot and if you listen to this thank you if you know me and you didn't know this part of my life please handle me with grace like uh, i feel like i'm handling life very well i feel like life is still good for me but it is very hard like it's it's really hard being a domestic violence survivor i used to call myself a victim but no i'm actually a survivor i'm still out here making fucking life happen people still don't understand the way i move and stuff like that but it's okay i know i'm moving healthy i'm kind of spiraling a little bit because every time i get close to my success point i always think something bad is gonna happen so <laughs> i be acting out it's, it's crazy but to end this i wanted to tell y'all why i actually why this is the last episode obviously i told you my reason before but another reason was because i was watching this youtube um video of this girl her name is Alyssa lawless um on instagram her name is forever flawless she was like a really big youtube star y'all very big um 
she was a beauty guru um, specialized in natural hair. Cool, 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 cool. One of the first black girlies to do it on there. She was on there with celebrities and everything like that. And you can't really go back to see her videos because they're all like deleted and stuff like that. But yeah, she was dealing with this narcissistic man. And she was paying all the bills and stuff like that. Her mentor was just like horrible. I really think he was like abusing her now that I I know that he was a narcissist. And now looking at... um her past videos and how she was defending him and stuff like that. And then she came out with a video where she was basically saying like all the shit that he was doing and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, this really crippled you. And now she is not a millionaire anymore. She only has $20 to her name. Like she's homeless and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, that really could have been me because one thing about a narcissist, I found this out all of these things, don't normally they don't always have to happen when you're dealing with a narcissist but these are the main things that can happen they will financially break you and that's what was happening to me and i'm so glad i got out of this shit before this man really drained my whole pockets my whole success and everything like that like i'm surprised i still know people that can still help me be successful because what but yes that shit happened to her and I was just like oh hell to the fucking no like never again so I wanted to talk about that too because again if you are going through a narcissistic relationship right now I get out of it the best that you can the good thing is also I don't have kids so it's easier for me to get out of but just do everything you fucking can together. Don't give a shit about the narcissist's feelings, nothing, because they give no shits about yours. They are very good at making it seem like they give a fuck up. They do not. They do not, okay? Because it's always going to happen again. They're going to be nice to you, and then they're going to start abusing you again. Another thing is, when I went back to that man... He was being real nice to me, too, like, giving me hugs, kisses on the forehead, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know what a bitch like? But <laughs> afterwards, I was like, and you still being the same. So, yes, y'all, that is um the season finale uh, podcast episode. And in the next one, it's just going to be great, y'all, like. Your girl realized that she was spiraling just now, but now I'm just ready to get my shit back together because, like I said, that video scared the fuck out of me, and now I got to get my ass up and be on Hustle Grind. So the next time y'all hear from me, I can tell you all about the project that I'm doing and how I did it and hope that y'all can do the same. And thank y'all because I know some of y'all about to (laughs) really hit me up like, oh my God, I didn't know that happened. It's still okay. Y'all can still talk to me. Um, I know when I talked about this last time on my Instagram, I got a lot of congratulations and thank you to those people too. But I do have to pee, y'all. I gotta go. Bye. Okay. I was peeing and I was like, I really forgot to tell the good things. So... After everything that happened, it did teach me a lot. Um, Like, I don't know. I feel like I bossed the fuck up. I became um, better at advocating for myself. Like, Like I said, when this was happening, I was in the process of writing my book. And I remember telling my publisher, I was like, I just, I can't today. And I felt crippled. And I was crying. And I really thought everything was over, but I don't know. I just bust up and I was like, I need to advocate for myself because I am fucking tired of crying all the time and basically being a victim. Let's change the story and be a survivor. So now I'm able to advocate for myself. I definitely go after whatever I want. It does not matter. Whatever I want. Any uncomfortable conversation, I can now have it. I'm not saying I don't feel uncomfortable having the conversations, but I will just have the conversation um nowadays I no longer care about what people think about me and maybe that's something that happens in everyone's strive for success 
um, depending on what you're striving for. But I feel like it's everything. We have a lot of people talking about you. You just do not care anymore because, like I said in the beginning, like people are going to be stuck on misunderstanding you. So what's the point of what's the point of explaining yourself? You know. So I really don't care about that. Um, I feel like now. Yes, I do have trust issues, but those trust issues allow me to see stuff that people want to do to me. And I guess that plays into the whole, I don't care what people think, like, I'm still here now, like, apparently I'm a victim or whatever like that. No, I'm just not with your bullshit and I can see it a mile away type stuff. (laughs) So that's good. Um, I don't know. A lot of good things have came out of this. And I don't want to say it was immediate, okay? Because, again, I don't know if anybody going through the situation is listening to this. I did have a time. I had a six-month period where I really was just going through life healing. Because there was a point where I just did not want to talk to anybody. There was a point when, I'm not going to lie, I really thought, like, that was just it for me. Like, oh, my God, I'm the girl who got beat up by a man. My life is over. Um, (laughs) I didn't even know if I was going to be able to live on my own. There were times when, you know, I came home and I really had to turn all my lights on and I would open every door in my apartment and check it because I just didn't know how sneaky this person was I was able to sleep with my lights off I just got to a point where I don't have to lock my door my room door okay I just got to a point where I could sleep with the door open you know stuff like that I still have problems letting people come over to my house And it's so hard for me because I am a girl who loves to host. Like, if you knew me back in 2016 through 20, (laughs) your girl Tamara was always throwing a dinner party, a juice party, or something like that. Now it's just, like, so hard. Even, it doesn't even have to be a man, okay? I have a hard time inviting, like, people to my house because I don't know if, y'all gonna steal from me or you just my friend because you think I'm going places because I still have people like that I had so many friends who just wanted to be my friend because they knew I was going places like but yeah it it gets better y'all it it gets better I'm getting better (laughs) welcome to a bad baby's healing corner and now I'm really done because I don't want to talk anymore and I feel better talking about it and I just cannot wait to do season two thank y'all for listening